0: With Pastor Troy and the On The Dock gang here What a ripping song I'm going to enjoy that a long time (laughs) You know, that's the best 48 seconds of my day right now It's a banger That's a banger, man That's Ben Ottolini That's Lucas Winkler And that's O Dustin I, I tell you what, that's good stuff there I really appreciate that Uh, We're on the dock here. We are an incredibly excited team. We're doing this incredible podcast, trying to connect with you. And what we're all about here at On the Dock is having conversations that literally propel your faith. We want to get you out there, get you out off the dock. We're going to have a little conversation here, but our goal is to get you out through the past, into the world, and make a difference out there. And we want to just say again, our credo, here's our credo out of the shallows. We want you out of these shallow waters. And we want to get out there in the deep and make some real difference. Knowing that, see the lighthouse in that one picture? Lucas, bring that picture back up. That lighthouse in there, if you get out there and you get a little deep, that light will pierce it and he will get you home. He'll get you home. We'll get back on the dock. We'll fill you back up, get you back out. So it's all about getting it done. Let's get it done, guys. On the dock, we're talking today uh, about a little deeper here, but we're going give you some connection points. You can find us primarily at youtube we want you to go to youtube watch us we want you to subscribe hit notification hit the like buttons all that we want you also if you're one of those apple people i'm not an apple people who's an apple people here y'all you're in, Donna's an app. Beth is a I formerly, a former Apple person. She's a
1: recovering Apple person. Lucas
0: is him. Apple over there. I know Lucas. Lucas is Appled out. Some kind of a hybrid. You're a hybrid? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, if you're Apple, I, you want to go to iTunes. If you're uh, over on the other side with us, go to Spotify. And then we've got all kinds of other partners. You can see them up there Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, SermonNet, all great. If you go to Roku, you have to download the SermonNet Chant app and then look for On the Dock there. And then, by the way, you can reach out to us on social media. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram there. Reach out. Donna is monitoring that for us. And if you've got questions, comments, ideas, look, remember, this is not a fight show. This is a love show. We're trying to propel your faith. We're all on the same side. Send us comments, good questions. You've got good things to say to us. Maybe you got some ideas for shows. You've got ideas for ministries you know are creative that we need to get in here and talk about. We're going to be bringing lots of guests in here. And uh, Go back and check out our introductory program. It'll tell you about all the shows coming up real soon. We hope to launch these shows out Out to you about every Tuesday and every Thursday. Just watch our social media sites for updates on those things. Finally, you can become one of our partners if you go to Patreon. Go to our Patreon site and you can become an On The Dock partner. Find out about all the different opportunities there. Check that out if you would. And you can always get to us and find out more about us by going to www.onthedock.org. Or you can email us at info at onthedock.org. We've got those sites ready for you. Just reach out anytime. Now, we want to get into this stuff. Okay, we're in number two, Foundation of Truth series, part two. We're in this series called Foundation of Truth, part two. We've done part one. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, go into our archives, find that first podcast. It's called Foundation of Truth, part one. It'll be episode two, I believe. So check that out and go listen to it because you'll need it to get in and ready to go deep. Um, let me just give you a little bit from that. Uh, right now, today, I've got my co-host still with me. Uh, they're continuing this show with me here. We've got across the table here my co-host, Ben Ottolini. Mm-hmm. Give it up for Ben. <laughs> we got our, our executive producer, Donna Kronuski, is here at the table. And Mother Beth is in the house. Mother Beth, Benetone, my Yay. lovely bride, is here, and she is our co-host Anchor Today. So we're glad to have her here. And we're taking a look at this. Remember, we're, we're we're going into some grounds here. Look at the, we're going into the grounds of talking about this walk in the truth. I did this series back in February, ran it through May. If you want to go hear the whole series, the in-depth preaching, uh, you're welcome to go back and go to find Community Faith Church's archive. You can go February 21st, find the first sermon, and it goes all the way through May. Let me see here. It goes through May 2nd with a break for Palm Sunday and Easter to do Easter stuff. You can go watch that and hear just some in-depth teaching on truth and getting to the nitty-gritty. What we want to do here is get at the conversation level because I got I mean, I mean, got this incredible table, and so we've got Beth and Ben and Donna here, and we are going to give it to you. Uh, these are some great, great team leaders, so I want to give tribute to our On the Dock team and also Lucas over there. He's our executive Uh, director over there and we just appreciate the work he's doing as well so we're gonna get in here we're walking in the truth here uh we're gonna we're hey and while we're doing it we're sipping a little crown brew uh crown brew is our partner today if you want to be one of our partners go to our patreon site and uh, tell us, and it tells you how to become a partner, or you can reach out to us. If you want to do it directly, and as Lucas would say, save us the commission, uh, reach out to us at info at onthedoc.org. We'd be glad to get you on the table and be involved with this. Uh, we want to be a partnership that kind of explodes our faith across this region for Christ. All right, let's get into this a little bit here. Um, we've got this look at John 14, 6. That's our core text. Remember, I am the way, Jesus says, the truth and the life, the truth. And we talked about what kind of truth that is. And no one can come to the Father except by this truth. So this is the recipe, so to speak, to living in the truth. And in this foundation series, in part one that we were in, our question was, what is truth? Have you guys thought about the question of what is truth? I know we answered it in the first podcast, but maybe since we've had more conversation, you've had a chance to rest on it a little bit. How would you redefine again for you now? What is that truth, Ben? What what is that, that absolute truth for you? Yeah, I mean, similar to what I said that first time, the, the Word of God,
2: but like Beth's answer last time when she just simply said, God is truth as the foundation, I thought that was really powerful. Amen. Just simple,
0: powerful. Donna, how about coming to you? Mm,
1: unmovable, unchangeable, something to measure everything else, else by.
0: I like That's that. Deep. Excellent. Beth, how about you? Huh? Unmovable, that's good. I like mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of solid, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Unmovable. All right. So what we Whether said we was... Whether we
3: want it to be or not, it God. is. Yeah, God.
0: It <laughs> is. I guess he he is. Mm-hmm. He is. He is God. That's excellent. We talked about, just to give it a little recursor. we talked about that truth is... It, by definition, simple truth is actuality, it's the reality, it's the fact. We talked about biblical definitions of truth, which kind of gets a little stronger. It's Truth is the that which is consistent with the mind, the will, the character, the glory of God. So when we get to talking about God's truth, we're talking about the self-expression of God. As, as Beth said, it is the unmovable thing. The word of God is there. And we went on to define and add the language in our last podcast of what absolute truth, because there's a lot of things that are true that are, they're not greater truth. They're There's, well, the, the fact is, the truth is, this is Cottonwood. This beautiful table that we're on is Cottonwood. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I mean... The truth is, it's a creation of God. The 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 foundation of this is that God gave us this gift, and it is just a rich thing to enjoy. So there's surface truths, I agree with that, but but we're talking here about absolute. When we say, I am the way, the truth, the life, the truth, the truth, the truth absolute truth, it is the unmovable, it's the word of God, it's that concrete stuff. So it transcends culture, it transcends time. It, it, it's not dependent on our feelings and emotions. We need to talk a lot more about that probably, uh, probably in our... Uh, In our round table, emotions, how how emotions and feelings play into, you know, a whole idea of how we define truth at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's important that we do that. And in the moral spirit things, right, it determines absolute truth is what determines that foundation, that absolute truth finds its source in the word of God or in, in or in God itself and it determines what's right and wrong. And we said the essential idea of truth is that Bible the Bible is not conformity to something external, but the Bible itself is faithfulness, it's reliability. God is the standard. So we need to purport ourselves to the truth. So you wanna build on foundation, you want to live on foundation. You want to live on the word of God. You want to live on the truth of God. If you don't do that, it's sinking sand, according to scriptures. And so I, I did mention last week that and the last one, that Buddhism, agnosticism, atheism, human, secular, and today progressive Christians. And maybe we'll take a moment and pause here and talk about this for a minute because we didn't do – I didn't give this real justice in the last one. But progressive Christians, I, I originally just would say Buddhists. Buddhists have two truths, and they define it as conventional, relational, and then there's this absolute truth. And so, so it, exactly what you see there is classic Buddhism. Agnosticism it shares that. Atheism shares that. Human secularism says there's many truths. Everybody has their own truth. The truth's relative. But what's really scary today is I think a lot of progressive Christians, and I'm, I'm using that word in quote because I don't know if you're a progressive Christian if you're actually a Christian or not. I'm, I'm not going to judge somebody. I'm just going to say if, if you're getting waffly on the Apostles' Creed, and we're going to get into that in a minute, if you're beginning to give up Issues of that, by definition, you would no longer be ice cream. Go back to my illustration last week. There's ice cream, there's yogurt, and there's custard. All are delicious, but the Church of Jesus Christ is ice cream. If you change a key ingredient, then it becomes custard. It's okay if you want to be a part of that church, but that church is not the Church of Jesus Christ. That could be the Mormon Church. That could be the Church of the Latter-day Saints. They have distinctly different doctrines which make them other than us and different than us. And everybody has a free will right to go and worship the way they want to worship, but if you want to call yourself living the Christian faith, then you got to get back to ice cream. So find the ice cream. And so... Progressive Christians are now saying there are there truth open it's it's it 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 changes it's fluid it's dynamic. So how do you feel about that right now that you have people that would consider themselves part of the church, part of the truth, the way the truth life and they might define their idea of truth as not being it is, not being unmovable and not being just the word of God. The word of God is still something that's being defined. Hmm. I think it's frustrating because it
2: Confuses the junk out of people, I mean it right. confuses our kids yeah. can Conf- like high school kids who you know already have all these opinions being thrown at them every day, mm-hmm. then they come to church and they're being taught that you know it's basically the same thing it's no it's no better than just the relativistic secular thing you
0: know right it's kind of and scary it's, it's
2: frustrating i think is the
0: word don't, i would use don't you think it's scary when christians have i'm not talking about <clears throat> okay we can all have a different when we did this beautiful podcast room we had lots of discussion on what color to stain these beautiful palette walls and some of the people that were purist around the church said you got to leave them natural you oil. gotta put oil on them. There's beauty in that. We're not picking on Tracy Lake, but we're not <laughs> picking on Tracy Lake. We love Tracy.
1: Not to point fingers or anything. And no, and, and to, and to say
0: elbows. this, Tracy's an incredible leader of scouts and stuff, and she is into the natural world and training people in that world. And she was right. We did a beautiful job getting them ready and all this stuff, and and, and they would look beautiful, natural. The problem was Ben and I had this vision for this beautiful cottonwood tree here that's sitting here that's ancient, that's beautiful, and we wanted the tree to be the center. We wanted it to be the pop. Yeah. In the pie, it's the cherry in the cherry pie. And so, if you get a cherry pie and it has no cherries, and you go, "Look, that's a bunch of dough." We wanted this to pop, so we made that dark, made this light, and boom, it works. So, that, so, so there are different truths there. But, but obviously, in this case, you can have d- diverging opinions on the color of the carpet. You know whether we're gonna have drums or not. But when you get to these, you can't have a different opinion on that. Sorry, <laughs> 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 definitely drums. That's huh? just drums, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely drums. <laughs> Yeah, we want drums. By the way. No, we don't even have a but Hey, by the way, I'm going to do this. On the Dock is doing this because, and this is not even a paid advertisement right now, if you're a proficient... If you're a good proficient drummer, you and you and, and you know what was the band that had, what was the famous band that had one one arm drummer? Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Yeah. We'll even take you if you're your Def Leppard quality. But we're looking for a drummer. I, I we've got <laughs> drummers that come in and fill in. We love them all, but if you're looking for a church home and you can drum and keep a good beat and Lucas and Ben sign off on you. We would love to have you at Community Faith Church. We could use a drummer. Amen. Amen. We got to know what your Amen. truth is for We got to Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have to pass the truth test. The truth test is Jesus is Lord and it is He. So listen. Okay. So I, I I'm with you on that. On there's lots of opinions. There's divergence, but there's certain things where we just it, it just kind of almost screws our minds up. Yeah. The important stuff.
2: Yeah, and I say I say it's frustrating, like that's just a natural. That's a secondary response to it. Kind of. It's sad more than anything, I think. Like, frustration it's, it's is... It's hurting the church important. today. And it's sad that there's, there's people who are... There's just so much more that Absolutely. is being missed out on.
0: Don, right. Donna, over, over your way here, taking a look at this issue of, of how we struggle with this progressive Christian uh, twofold nature today.
1: Well, I think it's dangerous. I think it's Good dangerous word. because really mm-hmm. we're pointing towards end time prophecy. And I don't want to get too Christianese for anyone who does not know Scripture but um, there is supposed to come a time when even the elect, the believers, are drawn away from Christ. And I feel like this is just one step, one, one gray area for Christians to step into to be drawn deeper and farther away from the absolute truth of who God is and what he, he means to us. And so I think it's very dangerous.
0: I totally agree. I yeah, do too. I do too. When I, I coach football for years, about 20 years of football coaching. Every week of every practice week, before you get to the end of the week, you, you go in and you work on your two minute drill toward the end of the week, your goal line, your two minute drill, kind of how you're going to run those last two minutes. If you really need to score, how are you going to run those inside the 10 plays? And then you take your, you take your 10 minute, two minute drill, and you kind of turn that into your overtime or your, your 10 yard drill, turn it into your overtime. Now in a course of a season of 10, 12 games, you may have no overtime. I was a couple of years, two years in a row, I had no overtime. And, you, but every week you put in so much time into preparing for the overtime or that two Minute drive or that last big play, or that onside kick, but you you do it every week because you don't know which week is going to be that week when you better be prepared mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to to that level of the battle. Mm-hmm. And I'm not an in time preacher. right I'm a be ready all the time right. preacher. Right. right. I I think of for a I I don't want to tell my people to look for the time. I want them to be ready anytime we need to go into that 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 moment. And
1: that's right. why we need to know what the truth is to measure everything by that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm right, not sure we're going to have time to catch up. I, I, when you get into those crunch situations, you, you don't ever see God kind of tearing a lot. God just kind of shows up, mm-hmm. knocks on the door. I think if you don't have your game plan ready and you've not been playing the game, I don't think it's going to count. Right. Amen. Beth, what about you?
3: Um, I was just thinking too, when you're talking about frustration, if you don't have security, or if you don't have absolute truth, then it takes away your security. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't feel secure if you don't know absolutely the gut is there hmm. to catch you you know and i was thinking about this game the kids played a couple of years ago where you'd all be standing around and somebody would yell the floor is lava oh, yeah. you know and everybody'd <laughs> run you had to jump on something and you only had a certain amount of time you, you it's kind of like that you want you don't want to go around all the time thinking the floor is going to turn to lava hmm. any minute now right
0: that's excellent you've got to
3: have that assurance that the floor is
0: always gonna be there. Solid. It's, it's solid. Just absolutely yeah. solid. Mm-hmm. Y'all have done good with that. Now so we we, we agree there's not two two absolute truths, two fundamental biblical truths. We're all we're all in agreement on that. Mm-hmm. So everybody here could qualify to be the drummer at Community Faith Church. If need be. (laughs) All right. There you go, Beth. (laughs) There you go, Beth. Beth, you're Beth. Beth, You're up. Yeah. Not a drummer. All right. Now, what I I want to look what I want to look at real (laughs) quick here is I want to look at today core foundations. Core foundations we're not talking about we're talking about these these things are all things that are true they're truth but what are those most core those most basic ingredients for us and i want to start with a list i created back when i did the sermon series walking walking in the uh, the truth and it was a real simple list and it was the list that's coming up on your screen now and if you're not uh, not able to watch this if you're on itunes or spotify or google podcast let me just read it there's 10 truths about god and number one truth is god loves you I think, I, and I almost think these are just almost in the priority of order they need to be. God loves you. God created you, and you have a special purpose. Number two, number three, God wants the best for you. Number four, God's timing is perfect. Number five, God does not cause evil things to happen. Number six, God is a good father. I should say good, good father. We quote the song. Number seven, God will provide all your needs. Number eight, God is faithful. Oh my! And number nine, God never lies. He is the God of truth. And last but not least, God is just. Now, thinking about these 10 truths, I, I I think if you're just talking about foundational core things, and these are simple core things, we're going to go much deeper in our discussion today. And next week, we'll be doing part two of foundation and core values next week, going a little deeper. But I wanted to start with this kind of simple ones because we're trying to get people out of the shallows and into the deep. Sometimes you just got to start with the simple things and just remember, you know, God loves you. I mean... And he he created you, and he knows what's best for you. It's okay to be simple like that. As you hear this list, guys, I, I mean, all ten are good, but for you and your faith, what really lifts you up and gets you ready to push out and gives you gives you feels makes you feel empowered as a Christian believer? What what, what are you, one or two of these that really sing for you, Ben? Oh man!
2: Well, first off, I would say. Some of them, like as simple as they seem, as simple of truths as they seem, they're actually, some of them are really hard to really believe. Mm -hmm. Like I can say, right now I think I'm in the middle of this this thing with the love of God where it's like you know in your head, yeah, God loves me. We say it all the time in the church. God loves us. I sing 86 songs about it every Sunday. (laughs) But, yes, he loves us. But like... To really know, like, no matter what I've done, no matter how far I've fallen, God loves me. Like that, like you, we have that inner struggle, like how could God possibly love me, Mm -hmm. love a person like me who's done the things that I've done or, or whatever. Like that one to me really is like really, really foundationally important to have a grasp on the love of God. Mm -hmm. Um. And, you know, like, God is faithful. Like, same thing. Do you really believe that when, when uh, everything's falling apart? you really believe that God's still faithful? He's still got your back, even though you're not sure how you're going to pay your bills on Friday, you mm-hmm. know? Anyways. That's good.
0: Donna? Um,
1: I think my favorite is God is faithful. In the day and age that we have right now when everything is so instant, Instagram, microwaves, tweets, and things that fall apart, I mean, hardly anything is absolute. Hardly anything is faithful eternally in our lives. And so having um, having the belief that God is faithful really encompasses so many of the other things. Um, the... Number six, God is a good father, also encompasses so much to me because that means he loves us. That means he doesn't cause bad, evil things to happen to us. That means he's always for us and not against us. He is faithful. God as a good, good father is um, a huge. It's a huge um, idea. It's a huge belief to have. And, you know, he's so much like a parent because parents comfort us whenever we're hurt they don't always prevent us from touching that hot stove they've told us don't do it don't do it don't do it and then we do it and they're like okay so let's put something on this what do we learn from this and so they didn't prevent us they helped us learn from it and grow from it and I think that God operates in the same type of realm he's he's preparing us for to live an abundant life and he wants us to uh, to have our free will but also to to be right there for us to catch us whenever we fall whenever we fail whenever we hurt
0: that's really good. That's good. He, let the, he let the prodigal go make his decision and yes, then waited on him to, to come of his senses.
1: Mm-hmm. Grieved his heart, but he had to let him go.
0: And what if he didn't come of his senses? He would have loved him even as he didn't come of his well, senses. Well,
1: that's like the person that says, I don't believe in God. And it's like, well, that doesn't matter because God still loves you, even though you don't believe in him. It and doesn't wh- change the absolute right. truth that he exists and he does love you. And while the
0: game clock's still run, we still have time to change our mind yeah right. you know, that's going back to the fourth quarter stuff you mm-hmm. got to be ready mm-hmm. but you know there will be a time when we can't change our mind because the time will be over for us right and we're not not being controlled it but it's a little different we're there uh beth how about you
3: i can't decide i like them all um <laughs> i love the timing the timing one was good um that's a hard one to swallow sometimes though it is it is but i think as you get older you start realizing Trusting. okay
0: it's, it's worked out. You see where so God far. did that for you along right. the way. It's yeah. it's a little so far, easier that's in been retrospect. Out. Yeah. yeah,
3: and God will provide all your needs. Gosh, I mean, we've experienced that over and over again. You know. Abs- so again, by the time you get our age, it's a little easier to believe
0: it. God's timing is perfect. Sometimes you don't know what's perfect till you walk through it. Sometimes you got to get off the that. dock and get out into the water and realize yeah. that his lighthouse will guide you back. He'll be there with you. He's right. not, he'll never give you anything you can't handle. He's going to be, he's going to be there. He right. will give you as much as you think you can take though. And you'll be like, I can't take anymore. But the fact that you're saying it, you're still breathing, right? you know, and then you can see all of a sudden his, his wisdom. Yeah. That's good. Let's, let, let's go a little deeper here. So I want to go a little deeper. And I want to ask you about the Apostles' Creed. That came up, Donna, heavily in our first round where you kind of said you know, this unchangeable, unmovable thing. And then you said basically, you know, the Creed really kind of defines the core of the truth, the absolute truth that we believe in. So I, I maybe a lot of people don't know about the Creed, but the Apostles' Creed, I've got it here for you. It, it, it says these words. For those of you who have never been in a church that uses the creed, maybe you grew up Catholic or Lutheran and you've heard it, maybe Methodist, you've heard it occasionally – but a lot of our churches today just don't use it. They may have it in their if you go deep into their web page and find their beliefs page, you may see. I find churches that never have used the Creed will list the Creed as their belief doctrine statement. Our church community of faith has it. We do say it occasionally. but I see churches that I know never have said it list it as their foundation principles. But I think it's good to say it occasionally, but I believe in God the Father Almighty, this is how it goes, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose from the dead and he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick, which means the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church. That's not the Roman Catholics. That's the whole church, the body of Christ, the Holy Whole. Catholic means whole church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. When you look at that creed, if you notice, and I'll back up here to the first, I believe in God, there's the God stanza and it, I believe in God, the father almighty creator of heaven and earth. And then you get the Jesus stanza. That's the second stanza. And then toward the third page, we get the, I believe in the Holy spirit. So a definition of a creed typically in this part is three parts. Most creeds are written in three parts. And so it, it just tells you that God is three parts. They're one God, one God, three parts, three ways to understand God. God's actually got more parts than this, but these are ways in which we can easily relate to God as our Father, Jesus as our Savior, and the Holy Spirit is his extension, God's Father's extension under the instruction of Jesus to come and be our, our nurturer, our encourager uh, in times like these. So the creed is there. Now, let me ask you about the creed here for a second. Uh, when you hear the Apostles' Creed, guys, what does it say to you? Maybe you've never heard the creed. Maybe you didn't grow up in church where you had it. You've not got it a lot. But when you hear the creed, what does it make you think about? What does it say to you? Where does it fit in your whole uh, Christian background? Um, to me, it's, it, it just
2: reminds me that you can't just pick one part of God and be like, well, this is what I believe about God. Like, it's, it's sort of all-encompassing. It's like you believe in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, like that Jesus Christ rise from the dead. Like, there's – you can't just pick and choose different parts of God that you believe. You right. sort of have to,
0: you know. Take the whole program here. the full picture. Yeah. 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 Donna, how about you? You grew up in you grew up in a church doing the Creed a lot.
1: I grew up Catholic. Yes. And so Nicene
0: Creed, Apostles' Creed, very right, similar.
1: Right. Um, it spans time for me, truly, because I grew up knowing it and always, you know, it's a liturgical church, so we repeated a lot of things and didn't always understand them. But um even whenever I didn't follow Christ and I didn't go to church and I really didn't pay God much attention, this Apostles' Creed takes me back to a time when I was always in church. And now that I am back following the Lord, this just bridges all of it. It just is, it is the constant. It is the absolute truth. And it didn't change. No matter what I did and changed in the years past, I've changed again into someone else. And so it remained the same. And so... It's it's quite foundational. And, you know, Ben, you're right. It's almost like one of those songs that you start and you can't stop in the middle of that song. You've got to sing the song all the way through. You can't just say yeah. the first two lines of the Apostles' Creed and be done with it. It's, right. it's beginning to end. It's yeah. all of it.
0: And it comes all the way to us because it starts with God. It goes to the Son. And then by the end of the Creed, I mean, you've literally got... You know, I believe, and, and the forgiveness of and sins, the, and the light, it, it comes to us to forever. Mm-hmm. It goes from God to all the way to us. Right. I, I like what you said, Donna. It, it It's the constant in your faith, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's also the bridge. So I, it's kind of, it, it, that may sound a little bit, uh, maybe they're against each other, but I don't because I, I, think, I think that's a really clever because if you think about the prodigal son, he was with the father, he went away from the father, but he also knew the father's love mm-hmm. and that got him back home because he thought the father would at least let him be servant. Because his father was a gracious, a good, good father, right, right. in the illustration, so I love the fact that the creed is our constant, and if we do wander away it's also the bridge to get us back home to faith. Mm-hmm. It could be both those things. The cross is like that, the cross is a constant, but it's mm-hmm. also our way home. it spans the, the the gulf Beth, how about you on on the creed? Where does that sit you didn't you, i did, didn't grow up, yeah, yeah our church we didn't
3: I mean we believed all those things, but i'd never heard of. The actual did, you, did, did you
0: ever use the creed and in, in in uh the fellowship church that you went and grew up in no do you think i mean a lot of them came out of the christian church right right the christian church would have probably used the creed to some extent probably i i was young i i don't really remember that it is interesting that when the denominational church Kind of began to be calcified and began to decline. It became too progressive that you begin to have fresh shoots out of the churches, whether it be uh, new churches coming out of Baptist loins, churches coming out of Presbyterian Assembly, of God, uh, Apostolic realms. You have these whole new shoot of uh, of fresh new wave churches. Very few of them use the creed in any kind of liturgy or any kind of regularity um, at well, all. no, let alone teach it.
3: There was no liturgy. I mean, that was part of what they were rejecting. They were, it was the ritualistic the, the
0: ritualistic, ritualistic stuff, yeah. part of and, the and, and, denomination. And the, and the sad part about that is when you reject liturgy, liturgy is just worship. Liturgy is my speaking and my way of worshiping God. So worship is liturgy. And the Apostles' Creed is a way in which we liturgize or worship God. What's funny is Ben's got several great songs that we sing that people really, I've seen the new Creed songs that we have, a couple different ones, that you can see in the crowd that everybody, the, the shores, the waters are lifted when we sing that. People feel the power of the church in that. And the young people think it's a cool song and it's got great words and depth to it. And the young and the older people are going like, Yeah, that's kind of the creed. I remember that. And it's like a coming together. And I, I think well, it brings a freshness into it. And I think that was part of the problem
3: before is when you recite it.
0: Yeah, over. It feels over like you're just over. doing it, but then you don't really do it over here, right? Because you're you that progressive Christian thing. You diverge, and you don't look like what you're doing. Your truth is really not your truth. So people were saying the creed, but they didn't mean the creed, right? And right. so it became very liturgical, and liturgical, defined by that term, is religiously Pharisaical Sadducee. But liturgy should really be deeply felt spiritual worship. It should be. But it you, should be. You
3: know, you yourself even had a conversation right. with a colleague of yours yeah. that, that admitted he didn't really believe it. He just said it.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell the story. We had, we when we start Beth and I were starting a church in Highland, we had incredible family, very gifted, well-known. They were a part of a UCC tradition. Families came out of a family of pastors, a uh, pastor, and we were teaching on the, the sin of Adam and Eve in children's church children's moment in front of everybody and the family came to me afterwards and said you know uh we need a favor we don't believe our little girl has ever sinned and we don't believe in this original sin thing uh we we just believe selection and she's a good little girl she'll be fine so we're we want to stay involved but if you're if we're going to stay involved you're going to have to quit teaching on that and i looked at him and i said my brother i said the fall and original sin is not mine to choose on. It's part of the creed, the life of the church. It's the reason Jesus had to come. I can't delete that from my teaching. So um, I said, my brother, I said, How, why are you asking me this? You grew up in a UCC church where every single Sunday you said the apostle's creed, then sung the glory patria afterwards. He said, yes. I said, what were the last words of the song? He said, amen. I said, and amen means I agree. Did you, or did you not agree? He says, well, those are just words, those are just liturgy. Mm-hmm. And we parted ways over that, you know, because he didn't want his child to have to deal with the reality that they were going to have to deal with their own sin and accountability. And that that's progressively scary. Right. Yeah. Beautiful little girl covered by the love of God at that time. But as she comes to accountability, she will have to deal with her fallen state. Right. Amen. Yeah. Well, well said. Let me, let me get into this just a little bit. We just got a couple minutes left in this part of the, the cast here. Um, I want to say this, the, the these support beams, uh, Donna used this language a lot, I use this all the time, these support beams, these core doctrine, this Apostles' Creed level stuff, and the things we're going to talk about in the next episode, they are what I call, this is my language rules, they're the untouchable, they're the unchangeable, they're the unmovable, and they're, even if I have a great family with a beautiful girl, and I would love to have them in my church, I, I couldn't negotiate the future of, the Highland Hope United Methodist Church at that time, I couldn't negotiate its future at that cost because they're, number one, it's not mine. It's the creed of the church of Jesus Christ. And I am just a keeper, a, a under shepherd in the big shepherd field of, of God's flock. And so I think when we talk about these absolute truths, we're talking about things that are unchangeable, untouchable, unmovable, unnegotiable. When we move out of those categories, I think those are like those are kind of like small truths, you know. Truth that, that I love the color of this table is a true color. There's a lesser language, but when we get talking about these. Doctrine things—we're talking about the God-level language, these absolute truths. I think we're in bedrock then, and I think those things are those unmovables. And I think, as some of you said uh, in, in one of the conversations, uh, when we start messing around with them, it can become very dangerous. I think Donnie, you said that. Uh, let, let me let me get to uh, this last part, and I'll get you set up for the next one here. Uh, we're going to talk about—just going to tease it here real quick. We're going to talk about when we come back in the next episode these core values. We're going to move past the simple. We're going to get into these eight core values on the screen. They are the Word of God, foundational doctrine, which is the Apostles Creed. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. We're talking about sanctity of life. I know that's an important issue. Sanctity of Christian marriage, God-given identity and sexuality, worshiper, the tither, server, that concept. We're also going to talk about what it means to be a passionate and faithful follower of the way of Christ. And we're going to talk about what it means to be a daily truth walker as a great commissioner. So we're going to come back and we're going to go deeper into those in the next episode. We're going to look into those. We're going to go past the simple stuff. The simple stuff, I think you can live your faith on the simple stuff. But I think when you want to get out in the deep, you need to understand these bigger things because you can end up in a church or a church that's not ice cream. Again, it's yogurt or custard, and it's going to make a difference down the road what we believe. Let let, let me end with this. I've got about a minute and I'm going to wrap in a minute after that. But I want to ask you, what do you think, this is a question I want to come back to. What do you think, what do you think is missing the most in struggling churches today, especially churches struggling in this progressive realm. They're playing with doctrine. What do you think is missing most? And, and or, or what do you think they need to capture back to get back into the heart of what God has for them?
2: You want me to answer that? Give it a shot. Um, Hmm. Honestly, the simplicity of what it's all about. Mm, that's good. what, like, why are we here? We get so wrapped up in, you know, not that production's bad, or this is a production, hello, but, like, we get so consumed with it. We get so focused on what looks cool, what sounds cool, mm-hmm. um, how's that backup vocalist sound that, like, we, we forget that we're here to worship. Mm-hmm. We're here to right. exalt the name of Jesus and encounter him. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, like, that simple, like, we just get too tied up in what everything looks like so we can get butts in the seats, you know, and like, obviously having a congregation is important, but the most important thing is that what's happening is real. And it's, you you know, anyways. absolutely. Donna,
0: what, what is that thing that's missing today? Where, where do you think the church, what needs to be installed back to kind of get our churches back in calibration? Courage.
1: Courage. I think we have to have courage to stand on what we know to be true. Uh, My favorite Um, definition of truth that you have up there is that unnegotiable, non-negotiable I think is a great way and a great place to stand on the truth that we know of God. Um, And I think that we are too changeable as Christians to meet current expectations, social issues, political issues, Mm -hmm. the flavor of the moment, capturing the people to put them in the seat. So we get their tithes. So we get their cash. So we can up our numbers. Willing to
0: sell yogurt or custard if necessary, whatever to get it done.
1: Um, And it's fine to put out some bait, To put out something that is pleasing to someone to get them in so you can put... Sprinkles
0: on the ice cream. So you can inject
1: truth into them. Right. Instead of changing your truth so that that brings them in and keeps them in. I, I think it's important to have courage to stand on it, whether that means the place is empty... Right. And there's right. nothing in the bank, boom. but you are standing on God's word. Even so. if you
0: have to be a remnant. I, I do too. I think it's yeah. okay to offer strawberries and some sprinkles to Absolutely. the ice cream. Right. But when you start going to yogurt or whipped cream or something else, it's not really what you came to get. Exactly. I think then you're really shortchanging. Right. Actually, if you put the wrong thing on the bowl, you're really kind of dishonoring what's in the bowl. Right. right. Beth, how about you to wrap up, Mother Beth? Uh, I think
3: relevance. Mm. I think that the church needs to get back to being relevant. In everyday lives, you know, and and we need to see that the church, we need to see God as the most important thing Mm -hmm. in our lives and and
0: where we need to start. This is where we need to start, you know. That's really good. God is the most important thing, Mm -hmm. back to him being relevant. Well, guys, thank you. We're going to go deeper in this discussion in the next level here in just a minute. We're going to get deep into those eight things. But let me wrap up today by saying these kind of things. First of all, if you've enjoyed this episode, we are glad to have you. You can find out more about On the Dock in our podcast at onthedock.org, onthedock.org. Or you can go email us, text us, write us. uh, The email address is up on the screen, info at onthedock.org as well. You can reach out to us. And just a reminder, you can find us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and also all these other partners to the right, as well as Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, Sermonet, and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you on our social media partners. That's like Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, and Twitter. You can find us, find our On The Doc cast and reach out to us. And once again, go check out our Patreon site. You can go to on onthedock.org, click on the Patreon link, go there, or you can go to Patreon, download the app yourself and search for On the dock with Pastor Troy, we'd love to have you as one of our partners, one of our sponsors, and all those kind of things. And last but not least, watch for that podcast to be downloaded every Tuesday or Thursday as they come up, and hopefully they'll be enriching your walk. We want to get you out of the shallows and into the deep. As we wrap up, as always, we want to tell you this: if you are not worshiping someplace, you need to be in worship. If you're a drummer, you need to be here. We could use you. Yeah, we could use you here. But but we want to invite you out to church. We we are hosted at Community Faith Church. Love to have you. Sundays, 10 o'clock, Wednesdays, 6.30. Come on out. We are live at this campus. We'd love to have you. If you're not able to get out, you're traveling, you're away, you just want to check us out, check us out online at www.coftv.com. You can check us out. You can also watch us at at Community Faith Church website on on, on Facebook. I'm sorry, Community Faith Church Facebook or our YouTube platform is a good way to watch us as well. We've loved having you be a part of us. Thank you to our panel. You guys have done a great job and we'll look forward to talking further with you soon. And we thank you for joining us at On The